Hi, this is Blake Andrews, lead pastor at Victory World Outreach, Denton, Texas. This is our podcast, and we're so glad that you came to check it out today. I hope this message encourages you and inspires you to do great things for God. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Faith is what saves us. Faith is everything to us tonight. Amen. Well, get your Bibles open. You don't need to know where yet. Just kidding. You can open them up to the book of, let me see where I'm going to be, Proverbs, if you want to open to Proverbs. And while you're getting there, there, I want to just thank everyone for participating in the revival. It was phenomenal. It was one of the best ones we've had. We had great attendance and great move of the Holy Spirit. And uh, thank everyone who invested into Pastor Marshall. We were able to bless him with a good offering, amen, and bless his life. And uh, it was just a good weekend, amen. So I have a good message to follow up, and I'm going to start a series tonight, actually. I don't do these too often, but I feel led to start a series, and I'll give you the title in a minute. But uh, there was a, a, a wife who went in on Sunday morning uh, to wake up her husband, and she said, you got to get up, and let's go. And so he just kept sleeping, and and it turned over to the other side, and kept sleeping a few minutes later. She comes back in again, and, honey, you got to get up. we got to go. And so he got started getting frustrated with her, and about the third or fourth time she came in and said, Honey, we got to go. Get up. He said, Why? Real frustrated. She said, Because it's Sunday, and you're the pastor, and we got to go to church. Amen? How many know there's some days we don't feel like going to church? There's some days we don't feel like doing the right thing. There's some days we don't feel like uh, being a good husband or wife. So some days we don't feel like going to work. How many today didn't feel like going to work? Let me see your hands. You didn't feel that you didn't wake up going, man, I just can't wait to get there. I'm not going to ask if you felt like coming to church or not, but the truth is some, some of you might not have felt it. But I want to talk for, in a series for a few weeks about something that I, I truly believe this is one of those things that will rock your world in a good way. How many want your world to be rocked in a good way? This is one of those series that will really, really help you Big time in your growth. How many want to be a mature Christian? An overcoming Christian? A victorious Christian? A fruitful Christian? Amen? If you want all those things, this series is for you. Don't miss it. And here's the key. Here's the title. Look up at it. This is what we'll talk about for a few weeks. Faith over feelings. Faith over feelings. You're going to be doing a lot of whistling. Amen? Because it's going to hit us between the eyes. It's going to teach us and show us that a lot of times, and I would say not even a lot of times, most of the time when we are not walking in victory, most of the time when we are defeated, most of the time when we don't do what God wants us to do, it's because we're making decisions based on our feelings. How many would agree with me? How many know this is a good subject? And we are, you think about it, you, you can... You can have a, just whatever it is, a thought. Let's say, let's just think about your job or wh- whatever you want to put there. And over a 30-day period, you can have a 1,001 thoughts on that, one, on that job. 30, 30 days, 300 thoughts a day. They change. Amen? And what I really want to talk about the most, I, pr- I haven't preached this for many, many, many years, but I want to talk about this a lot. This word will be part of this series is fickle feelings. Fickle feelings. Here's the definition of fickle. Deceitful. Our feelings deceive us. Most of the time, our feelings deceive us. 
uh, erratically changeable or unstable. I think that that would define sometimes the way we're walking with the Lord. Our walk is erratically unstable and changeable because of our feelings. And I want to show you some things in the scriptures that will help us to understand that we have to, there's a connect, big connection, by the way, because we talk a lot about thoughts. Thoughts and feelings are very connected. And when we get those things under control, we will have a victorious walk. Okay? We talk all the time about those people that we honor. I mentioned it with Pastor Marshall and Cherise. Marriages, businesses, people who walk the walk. You look at someone's life and you go, man, they have made a difference. They have served God for a long time. They've been married a long time. They've been at the same job a long time. They've had a successful business for a long time. They've been a Christian for a long time. I guarantee you those people do not, and I'm saying I'm not saying never because that's impossible. We're not we're not perfect. I guarantee you those people do not do do their lives based on feelings. They do their lives based on facts. And how many know tonight, facts, faith is facts. Our faith is facts. Amen? So I want to talk about a little bit about how this is pretty much our number one enemy. And you might say, well, I thought the devil was the number one enemy. Yes, he is, but the devil's the one who messes with our feelings. And this just goes across the board. I mean, anything literally in tonight that you're going through in your walk, your life, Feelings are involved. I mean, you just go back to the beginning of the day, and, and if you could go back and watch your life today, just today, from the moment you woke up, I'm just going to be honest. When, I, when my alarm goes off real early in the morning to get up to pray, I don't feel like getting up. Right? I mean, very, there are some days, I thank God for those days, that I get up before the alarm. I'm awake. Look at the clock. It's not even turn the alarm off. But, but most of the time, my flesh does not feel like getting up out of bed when it's still dark, when I'm tired, when I want to sleep more. Am I talking to anybody? So go back to the very beginning of your day and then start going through your, your daily decisions all day long and how much we make our decisions based on how we feel. And what I want to show you in the scriptures over this series for the next few weeks is God does not intend us to live our lives based on feelings. There are times that feelings are good. If I could think just right now off the bat, just doesn't mean ever that feelings aren't good. Uh, we love it when we feel the presence of the Lord. We love it when we feel the joy of the Lord. The Bible tells us that the joy of the Lord is our strength. But all those things, listen to me closely, all the feelings that you can have, joy and peace, and comfort, and all those things that you can feel are momentary and never intended to be how or why we live our life for Jesus. Thank you for that one lonely amen. Amen? It's not, it's, what do you mean? Well, I'll show you. All throughout the Bible, feelings are fickle. And the true enemy, listen, uses our emotions to deceive us and lots of times, until we get into a series like this, we don't re even recognize that we're basing a lot of who we are and what we're doing off of our feelings. Some people almost worship their feelings. 
spend their lives never living beyond their feelings. It's all, it's, in a sense, it's all about me. I'm going to get into a little bit about being selfish. We're going to talk a little bit about accountability. We're going to talk about different areas in our lives where we, we need to realize that there are feelings that are, are causing us to really, they're the root of the problem. How many, when you get a headache or you have some kind of ache in your body, are like me, you don't just want to pop a pill. You want to know what's causing it. Is anybody else like that? Some people just, okay, feel better. I want to know why I had the headache. I want to know what's causing it. I want to find triggers. I want to find the root of why I'm having a headache or a stomach ache or a knee ache or whatever. Sometimes it's obvious. You fell or whatever. You hit your head. You haven't drank enough water. Sometimes it's obvious. But in the Bible, I believe that the root of our problems when we're not walking victorious is that we're letting our feelings go over our faith. So, so think about this. You're either one or the other. You're, you're having faith over how you feel or you're having feelings trump your faith. All day long, every day, different situations. Victory is not possible until a believer learns how to live beyond their feelings. We need to learn to do what is right, especially when it doesn't feel right. Does anybody in here realize that most of the time when you do the right thing, it's not, it doesn't feel right? It goes against everything that we're doing. Now, I don't have to get into details or say too much. I think we can all realize tonight, in the days we're living in today, a lot of the stuff that's going on in this dark world, you want to go to a root, has to do with feelings. Would anybody agree with that? Decisions that are being made, the darkness of this world is, is a lot of times pushed by a feeling. This is how I feel, so this is what I do, or this is who I am, or this is where I want to go, or this is what I want to have because of how I feel. So if we don't get our feelings in check, we're going to be miserable a lot. Now, here's a, I'm just giving you some foundation here. Here's a big thing that Christians do a lot. We confuse our feelings with the will of God. I felt like the Lord told me to do that. I felt like God told me to go here. I felt like that was the right woman for me, or that was the right husband for me, or that. Amen? Now, just to remind you, heard my pastor say this a lot of years ago. If you're here tonight, and I said that, and you're like, man, I, I didn't marry the right person. It's too late. You can't fix that now. You become the right person. So don't be like, oh, okay, the pastor just said I could get divorced. No, you become the right person. Amen? So you look for a way to make it right. But, I mean, how many people, I'm, I'm, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand, but there may be some people in here who, who have felt in some time, I don't, know if I, I don't know if I married the right person. Your feelings might have deceived you. And, and sometimes as believers, we can see other people's lives if they're around us close by. Man, that, that wasn't the right person. We can see it, but that person can't see it because they go by feelings. Oh, he made me feel so good. Oh, she made me feel so, oh, she made me feel pretty. I mean, just, just begin to think as we go in this tour for, for a few Wednesdays how fickle feelings are. Amen? Now, now this is important to understand. Feelings are not evil. They're not evil. 
but they're not holy either. They're not sanctified. We have to sanctify our feelings. And here's, here's some examples. I'm, we're going to get into some scriptures here in a minute, but here I'm giving you some foundation to know where we're going. Here, here's some thoughts about, about feelings. They behave better when circumstances are good. Our feelings seem to be more in check when things are going good. But when we begin to have periods of waiting or periods of change, our feelings begin to act up. They frequently, listen to this, let's see if this registers anybody. They frequently change overnight while we sleep for no apparent reason. Right? Have you ever heard the saying, sleep on it? That's very smart, wise wisdom. Because a lot of times the way you feel at night will not be how you feel in the morning. That's why you don't make impulsive decisions. You, 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 you wait and say, you know, so the, 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 me and my wife did this once. See, see the finger? Once. Shame on me the second time, amen? Many years ago, 10, 15 years ago, we went to look for a car at night. Guess what? We bought the car. Because we didn't want to come, we didn't want to drive all the way back the next day. Right? Anybody following me? And it wasn't that it was a bad car, but it was probably a bad decision. The car ended up being a great car for a long time. But we didn't need to buy that car at that time from that place. And we should have waited, but it was nighttime. And if I'd have waited till the morning, I probably would have gone and bought a different car somewhere else for a different price. Amen? So they seem to have a connection, we're talking about feelings, with our physical being. If I feel good physically, then I feel good spiritually. If I feel good physically, then I feel good emotionally. Right? See how, how that can happen? And, and so maybe, in a, for an example, in a marriage or with parents to kids or whatever, church members, we may treat each other by how we feel, not by what we should treat, how we should treat. Anybody following me? Here's one last thought. They also seem to have a connection with our will. If we don't get what we want, our emotions sink and we become sad. Okay, so here, write this down. Your feelings cannot be trusted. Amen? Write it down. Your feelings cannot be trusted. There's going to be some things during a series where you need to write it down and underline it and asterisk it and paragraph it and paraphrase it and circle it and do all these things. that You can't trust your feelings. When you hear someone say, I feel, it's a dangerous thing. Amen? Now, the Bible is quick, and we're going to go to Proverbs 3 here, to quick to tell us that feelings can't be trusted. It's Proverbs 3, verse 5. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not. In other words, lean not on your feelings. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Trust his word that's the same yesterday and forever that heaven will pass away, but his word won't pass away. But don't lean on your feelings. This is why we, we, we preach so much in church about 
reading the Bible and knowing the Bible because outside of these four walls, the world is changing all day, every day, a thousand times. What's, what's right and wrong is changing every day. Every day. What's right and wrong. But right and wrong doesn't change every day. See, is that, was that, are those called quotation marks? Okay, sometimes I get my English messed up. So that's, 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 this, that's what this is. When I go like this, okay, that's how too many of us live our lives. Feelings, okay? Amen? Now here's another one. Proverbs 28, 26. Whoever, say that's me, trusts in his own mind is a fool. But he who walks in wisdom will be delivered. So in other words, who, if I trust how I feel, I'm a fool. If I go by feelings, I'm a fool. But if I trust in wisdom, which is God's word, I will be delivered. So again, I'm throwing out some examples. Marriage, parenting, church, work, relationships. You have to base those things off of God's word, not off how you feel. I promise you, if you talk to people who've been married for 50 or 60 years, they did not always feel like loving each other. But they made a decision. Write that down. Just write the, the word decision real big. A decision can overcome a feeling. Okay? A decision can be made by feelings, but a decision can also overcome feelings. You feel a certain way and you decide. So this morning when my alarm went off, I don't have to tell you what time it was, I made a decision not to hit snooze. Right? That's just a practical example. I could have felt, I could have gone by my feelings and made the decision to say 10 more minutes won't hurt. But I made a decision to overcome my feelings with faith and I made a decision to hit the stop button and get up. Some of you hit the stop button and don't get up. Then it doesn't repeat and then you're in trouble. Amen. You wake up two hours later. But I made a decision that overcame my feelings. Here's another one, and this is key. These are, these are three key verses we're going to use. When you do a series, there's certain things that are going to stay out through the whole series. Jeremiah 17, verse 9, the heart. Whenever you hear somebody say, I just feel it in my heart, no bueno. Amen? I just felt like in my heart that the heart is deceitful, Above all things. I believe the heart. Now, there's good to the heart as well. There's good stuff there. There's good feelings. Don't get me wrong. It's like we want to have feelings. The problem is, you've heard people say it, I'm all in my feelings. You're going to base decisions many times off your feelings instead of facts. God's word is facts. Say it, Casey. Big facts. Amen? It's facts. So i got to get to a place in my life where I'm not basing my decisions on my feelings, but on the facts of faith. Because what I believe in by faith is God's word, and God's word never changes. Thank the Lord. And then it says, it's desperately sick. Put that back up for just one second. The heart is deceitful above all things. It's desperately sick. That Our emotions are sick. Our emotions and, can make, and feelings can make us do things that are not right. 
And he says, who can understand it? Well, we know who can understand it. God. So we got to make sure that we give God our heart and God our feelings. I don't feel like it, God, but I'm going to do the right thing. I don't feel like praying, but I'm going to get up. I don't feel like going to church, but I'm going to do it. I don't feel like loving my wife, but I'm going to do it. I don't feel like being a good dad, but I'm going to do it. I don't feel like going to work, but I'm going to do it. I don't feel like paying my tithes, but I'm going to do it. I don't feel like praising the Lord, but I'm going to do it. I don't feel, I don't feel, I don't feel, but I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. Amen? Just, we got to get to that place where we're not basing our life on how we feel. Because the devil's right there. Anybody ever met anybody that's always sick? Always. Now, I'm not talking, church. Let's be real and not waste time on dumb things. I'm not talking about people who are really sick, cancer. Or what. I'm talking about people who just are constantly always sick. I just don't feel good. How much of that I don't feel good is an attitude? Amen? So these are things that are very important. Now, here is the key key. That was a key. Key key scripture for the whole series. And this is, this is where I want you to be. This is where I want all of us to be right here, okay? Philippians chapter 2. I'm going to read a few verses here. That this is, this, is the, this is the whole message right here. This is where Jesus wants us to be. How many know Jesus is our example? He says in Philippians chapter 2, verse 1, Therefore, if there's any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any affection and mercy, fulfill my joy, watch this, by being like-minded. Now, now here, watch this. This is important. How many have ever thought, and leave that verse up for a second, please, have ever thought like on the day of Pentecost, how did they get in the right how did they get in the same spirit? Now, we talked that one day, it took 10 days. But how, do you, how can we all, with so many different lifestyles and cultures and backgrounds, how can we possibly be like-minded? We are like-minded when our feelings are in check. That's how you become like-minded. We're, we're thinking the same way, and, and how we can do that is we're reading the same Bible. Believing in the same Jesus. Believing in the same Holy Spirit. So what messes a church up and, and lack of unity or, or dissension or problems is feelings. Fickle feelings. How many are getting with something from this? So having the same love, watch this, being of one accord and one mind. Now this is very important here. Let, verse 3. Let Nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit. I'm going to stay right here for just a second. This is, this is one of the, the biggest connections to feelings. Selfishness. Selfishness. When I feel selfish, it's all about me. What do I want? What do I I need, what do I desire, what can I get, okay, y'all seeing this, selfishness, and you're going to see it in a second, is the exact universal opposite of Jesus, 
whenever we are selfish and we are in our feelings, we are as far away from Jesus as we can be. Okay, so this selfishness thing is something we have to die to every day. And it says, or conceit, but in lowliness of mind. What would happen tonight in our lives, in our marriages, in our parenting, in the world, if we would let each esteem others better than myself? In other words, I want you to succeed. I'll take the step back. Right? This is what it's telling us. No, I don't feel like it. Even though I feel like I want to do it, you, you do it. You take, you take it. Okay? It gets better. Let each of you look out not only for his own interests. So he's not saying that we deny ourselves and we don't take care of ourselves. Because some people are like, well, I'm just not going to take care of myself because i got to take care of others. We're supposed to take care of yourself. Okay? But it says, but also for the interests of others. And here it is. Let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus. Watch this. What, what was his mind? We're going to see here that his mindset was not about feelings. Who being in the form of God did not consider, did not feel it robbery to be equal with God. That's, that was a feeling. feeling. He, I want you to remember that Jesus was fully man. So as he's walking on this earth like we are, imagine you and I tonight with our feelings knowing we're the best. Like we can have pride and, and, and like, you know, think, hey, I'm a good basketball player, I'm a good father, you know, competition. But what if you knew? Some of you are like, I do know. <laughs> no. What if you really knew like you were supreme? How, how do you think those feelings would be? Jesus knew he was the best. He was the highest. He was God himself, yet he said, I'm not going to act on my feelings. I'm going to come act on faith. So if Jesus can do it, we can do it. Right? And it says he did not consider himself robbery to be equal with God, but made himself. That's a decision. We need to make ourselves Make decisions that are based on faith, not on feelings. He made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant. That's an attitude. Right? Y'all seeing that? That's not a feeling. That's a decision. He said, I'm not going to go on my feelings. I'm not going to act like I feel or even what I know. I'm going to be a servant. And I'm going to be in the likeness of men so men can relate to me. Last verse. And being found in appearance as man, that's fully God, fully man, he humbled himself, watch this, and became obedient to the point of death. Even to the, now leave this verse up there for a second because this is the key to the whole faith over feelings. Even the death of the cross. How many know that's some seriously difficult scripture right there for us to even try to measure up to? But that's our goal. That's our goal, to become the most like Christ that we can. The most unselfish, Christ-like, humble people that we can. And we can if we can get faith over feelings. Amen? Lord, for the next few minutes, don't worry, I'm not going to preach an hour from now.
Thank you for what you've already said. Help us to see what you have left for us in these next few minutes. Lord, as we humble ourselves and we have faith tonight over our fickle feelings. And devil, we recognize your plan. We, de- we recognize that you function through feelings. And you function through how, how we are emotional and what we see. But Lord, help us to see what your word says and base it on that and not how we feel. In Jesus' name, amen. Just a couple more things for tonight. I think about that verse and, and uh, I, you think about a noun or an adjective and then you think about a verb. Jesus' feeling of love was a verb. Amen? It was action. It was action. It wasn't just, some people say, I, now this, is, this goes again to marriage, parenting, uh, f- church family. We say we love, but a lot of times it's words and feelings and not a verb. The love of Jesus was a verb. In other words, he didn't say, I love you. He showed that he loved us. See the difference? And, and what I'm trying to get us to think about is we try to make heaven our home, and we are heading somewhere tonight. We want to be with Jesus forever. As we head there, we need to become like Jesus and understand that I've got to die to myself. I've got to die to my feelings. I've got to die to my desires. This is why we keep the cross at the front of our thoughts. What Jesus did. We need to go read Philippians 2, 1 through 8 frequently. Frequently. To remind ourselves that Jesus overcame his feelings. Stop and think about the life of Jesus. Let's not worry about us. Let's think about Jesus. Because without Jesus, there's no us. There's no salvation. I I, I remind myself of this over and over again. If Jesus doesn't, doesn't do what we're talking about, we're not saved. Don't don't misunderstand or forget that it wasn't a given that Jesus went to the cross. He had feelings. Jesus wept. Shortest verse in the Bible shows Jesus had feelings. Jesus wept. Other verses, Jesus had compassion. Other verses, Jesus was angry. Right? We we he had feelings. Just like us, but not even close to what we go through because he was Jesus and he was God. And he had to, we we think we got a battle between two things. He had to battle between being human and God. We don't even have, we don't have a clue what that is. He was God, yet he had to subject himself to having faith over the human feelings that he was having. Because he did that, every day of his life, even when he was tempted, he won for you and me. Now, I want to close with this, and I want to show you how Satan attacked Jesus' feelings. Matthew chapter 4. Many of you know this story. Many of you know this, uh, this part of Scripture, but maybe you've never looked at it like this. Satan knows because he's been around a long time, he knows that we have feelings. Now, thank God. Take that off for just one second, please. How many know that, thank God, we have feelings? Unfortunately, today, there are a lot of people on medication that don't have feelings anymore. 
Some, sometimes it's merited, sometimes it's not. It doesn't matter. But the truth is a lot of, of medications remove feelings, and some people can't cry. Some people can't feel emotions. Some people can't. And I'm not, I'm not, wait, I'm not talking, I'm not trying to make a separate thing that I'm just making a fact. Some people can't feel. But thank God we can feel. Even though feelings hurt. When I got stung by a wasp the other day, it hurt. I made probably close to a girlish sound. But a little bit manly at the same time. It wasn't totally, it was more of a, Whoa! Because I remember how it sounded. Because <laughs> I was flexing, not in the mirror, but because I was trying to take a sign down on my house that was near a wasp nest. And dude thought I was after his kids or her or whoever it was. So while I'm flexing, bam! Big old sucker, too. So I think I did something like, Ugh! but it might have been a little more high pitched. <laughs> so feelings, right? How many, how many have feelings? So we're thankful for feelings because we know we're alive. And feeling, there's feelings of exhilaration. There's feelings, uh, great feelings. But the truth is, as great as that is, and God gave us the feelings, he wants us to have faith over feelings. Right? So in this story, Jesus has fasted 40 days, and Satan attacks his feelings. Verse 1, watch this. You know the story, but we're going to read it. He answered, and, no, that's not verse 1. Go back a little bit, please. Thank you. Jesus was led up by the Spirit. So temptation is allowed by God. Okay? You're going to get tempted. And you're going to have to control your feelings to win the battle. And he was tempted by the devil. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, afterward he was, watch this, hungry. Hungry is a feeling, right? It's a feeling. I feel hungry, right? Anybody ever get hangry? It's a feeling. Anger and hunger together. And when the tempter came to him, he said, he, he attacked his feelings and said, if, if you're the son of God, Command that these stones become bread. He was hungry. He, he, how was it a feeling? Because his stomach was turning. I mean, none of us have ever gone 40 days. We do a 21-day fast. We do three. We do five. I mean, you, hunger pains, feelings, right? So he hasn't ate for 40 days. Satan attacks it. He says, but it's written, man shall, shall not live by bread alone but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. In other words, Satan, I'm not going to base my decisions right now off how I feel. I'm going to base my decisions off what the Bible says. Faith over feelings. Verse 5. Then he took him up into the holy city, set him on a pinnacle of the temple, and said, if you're the son of God, throw yourself down. That's a feeling. How many know if he jumped off the pinnacle... It would hurt. Has anybody ever fallen and had time in the fall to think, this is going to hurt? Has anybody ever been on a ladder? Yeah, it's, ooh, I mean, you think, you got time. This is going to hurt. So he's tempting him to jump off this thing and 
and, and, and you know, not fall and not hurt himself. And he says, for it is written, now remember, Satan knows the Bible better than we do. That he'll give his angels charge over you, and in their hands they'll bear you up. In other words, they'll catch you, and you won't, you won't hit your foot on the stone. They, they, they got you. Jesus responds, I, I, I don't feel like jumping, because it will hurt. Is that what he says? How does he respond? It is written. What verse is that? You shall not tempt the Lord your God. And musicians, you can begin to come. It is written, you should, sorry, it's written, you shall not tempt the Lord your God. So, again, a feeling. He's tempting him with a, an emotion. Okay? And then lastly, we see here in verse 9, again, the devil took him up on an exceedingly high mountain, watch this, and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. I want you to put yourself here for a minute. Because one of the biggest feelings we have to defeat is pride. Pride. You don't think that Jesus had pride? He is God. And that little devil is tempting him with something he gave him. There's no way to even put into words the emotions and feelings Jesus was having at that moment. Are you there? Have you ever had the chance to just, like, literally just squash somebody, but you didn't because you were doing the right thing? But in your mind, you're thinking, I could squash you right now, right? Maybe that's firing somebody, whatever. Maybe it's not physical, but you know what I'm saying. And in your mind, that feeling comes in, and, and sometimes in the physical world, the feeling connects to this, right? Or this, or this, or this, right? I'm, I'm not talking to anybody. You guys are all holy people in here. Never gotten any fights. Never, right? There's a feeling of emotion. Jesus had all those feelings. Every feeling we can imagine as Satan is tempting him and says, this is, you can have all this. He was thinking, it's mine. What do you mean I can have it? Right? That feeling was there because he was human. So he had to have faith over feelings. And what could he say? Away with you, Satan. For it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God and him only shall you serve. And then the devil left him, and behold, angels came and ministered to him. So Satan fought them, that Jesus with hunger, amen, and pain and pride. And Jesus overcame all three things with faith. It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone. It is written, you shall worship the Lord your God. It is written, you shall not tempt the Lord your God. If we will get to a place where we use the word of God over our feelings, we will be victorious. Amen? Now, going into next week for the series, write a couple things down to finish. Why is it that our hearts are so untrustworthy? Maybe you asked that in the beginning. We're going to touch on some of these areas. Number one is, we're not going to go into these. I'm just giving you to think on them. Number one is because they're constantly changing, right? Feelings are constantly changing. And secondly, they are affected by sin. 
You can have good feelings and good intentions, and sin can affect them. Matter of fact, there's a saying that the road to hell is paved with what? Good intentions. So good intentions aren't enough. You have to have follow-through. Faith overcomes feelings. Now, I want you to write one last thing down before we pray. Write this down in your notes. Selfishness is a feeling. It's a feeling. I feel like I want this. I feel like I need this. I feel like I should. I feel, I feel, I feel, I feel. Now, I'm just going to hit you hard here for a second to think about for this series. Later on in your time, go read the book of Isaiah. I believe it's chapter 7. And you're going to see the I, the, the word I of the devil. I, 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 I. You have to, we, we need to change our vocabulary to our. We. Jesus and I. We. Together. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, we're a team. Amen? When you do the I in, in a selfish way, it's dangerous. Okay, so selfishness is a feeling. And listen, but putting others first is a decision. It's a decision. Amen? Lord, thank you for your word tonight. Thank you for helping me to get out what you've put in my spirit. Thank you for allowing us to talk about feelings and helping us to have faith over feelings. Lord, this is an area where we all have to get better. Every single, there's not one person in this church who's got a grip 100% on their feelings. But Lord, we can overcome our feelings by faith. You are the greatest example. You are the example for us. And as we look at you and look at your word and look at the Bible examples, Lord, we know that there's a constant battle against our flesh. And, 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 the, and the devil uses our feelings against us. And Father, I pray that by the time this series is over in a couple or three weeks, we will be having faith over feelings. 99.9% .9 of the time, God, we're going to win the battle because our heart's going to be in the right place and it's going to be based on faith and not fickle feelings. Devil, we understand your schemes. We understand that you're the father of confusion and the father of all lies. And we expose you tonight by the power of the Holy Spirit. And we have the mind of Christ tonight. And we have the power of God and the power of the word. And we can overcome you tonight in Jesus' mighty name. Father, as heads are bowed and eyes are closed, speak to hearts in this place tonight. Speak to hearts at this altar tonight. Transform people by the renewing of their mind. Transform people's feelings into faith. Help us, God, to not base our belief or what we do on our feelings. As your heads are bowed and eyes are closed all across this place, how many in this place tonight, listening to the sound of my voice, maybe in this room or on the podcast or listening on the live stream, Jesus is not your master. Jesus is not your Lord. You are walking away from God. You're not, you don't know Jesus. You've never put your faith in Jesus. And tonight is the day. Today is the day for you to be born again. 
for a change to happen to your life. Maybe you have felt a certain way about life for a long time. And God is saying, I don't want you to live your life by feelings. I want you to live your life by my word and by facts tonight. How many could say, Pastor, I need Jesus to be the Lord of my life tonight. I've never said that. I've never done the prayer. I've never expressed my faith. Just lift up your hand and put it back down and say, pray for me tonight before we leave. I want Jesus to be Lord of my life. Maybe you're here and you're running. You've known him. You've felt his presence. But tonight maybe you're doing things you know you shouldn't do and and sin is overcoming you. It's overwhelming you. You're making the wrong decisions because feelings are overcoming you. And tonight you need to get right with God. You believe, but you're not in the right place. How many would say, that's me tonight? Just put your hand up and put it back down and say, God, you see my heart tonight all over this place. Let's stand to our feet tonight. We're going to open up these altars in just a minute. But before we do, we're going to give people online a chance to give their lives to Jesus. Someone could be watching right now. Somebody could be hearing the voice of God right now, and and they're going to have a chance to say this with us. I want us all to say it together like you said it the first time. Lord Jesus, we stand before you tonight as sinners lost, bound by sin, We need a Savior. Tonight I put my faith and my belief in what you did on the cross. That you came down to this earth and lived a holy life, a perfect life, and you went like a lamb to the slaughter, to that cross, to give your life for me. Thank you for being obedient, even unto death. Tonight I put my faith in what you did and that you came out of the grave on the third day and you're in heaven right now interceding for me. Change my life tonight. I give you my heart and I let you take control of it. From this day forward, I'm a new creation. Wash me clean in your precious blood. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Thanks again for listening. If you want to hear more messages, please subscribe to our podcast channel. And if you like it, consider rating it and sharing it with your friends. For more content from VWO Denton, go to our website at vwotexas.com.